Hello, and welcome to the RPG Academy podcast. This is going to be an episode of Econ Fundamentals. Michael is away at a faculty retreat this weekend, so my name is Larry, and I'm going to be joined here today with my co-host, Brandon. Brandon, please say hello and tell them where they can find you. Well, my name is Brandon. As Larry said, you can find me all kinds of places online. I do a podcast called Dueling Ogres Podcast, which you can check out on any podcatcher app as well as duelingogres.com if you prefer to go through the website for some weird reason. I also do an actual play of Monster of the Week called We're Probably Not Monsters, which you can find on, again, any podcatcher app. That is wonderful, and I'm sure uh, that's a good place to reach us if anybody has um, crowdfunding projects that they would like to uh, point out to us that we can uh, look at in the future. Yeah, absolutely. I'm always willing to have people shoot me messages with new things because digging through and finding Kickstarters that I'm really excited about was a little bit harder than I expected it to be. Sometimes it is. It seems like you'll have a, a dearth some days, and then other, other times there are just sheaves of them to go through. Yeah. Well, we're back with another episode of Econ Fundamentals, and we're, we're going to take a look at some current crowdfunding projects. So today, I think we're each bringing three projects, uh, and I would like to start with one. Um, this one is called New Tales of the Miskatonic Valley. This is a second print run. This is um, using the Indiegogo platform, um, and they're looking to fund a second print run uh, of an award-winning Call of Cthulhu scenario anthology. This was first done back in 2018, where they had a successful Kickstarter uh, to do a hardbound uh, book with several scenarios in it, specifically for the Call of Cthulhu uh, game. The idea here is uh, they have sold out all of those, and they wanted to go ahead and do a, a print run of them instead of just going with... They wanted a higher quality than the uh, print-on-demand, so... They're wanting to get the money up front so they could go ahead and do another print run of these. Now, this one is going to be ending on April 1st, and Stygian Fox is doing the Kickstarter for this. Now, the, uh, as I mentioned, this is on the Indiegogo platform. They currently have uh, three Kickstarters that are a little behind schedule over on Kickstarter, and they were very upfront about wanting to fund this and any extra money uh, over their initial goal here is going to be going and get funneled into those other Kickstarters to uh, finish up the uh, things that are keeping them running late, a little bit of art and stuff. So keep that in mind that if you want to have somebody with a really good track record of producing things and getting them there on time, this one here has got some hiccups uh, in their Kickstarters currently. But this uh, project is all done the work of it is all done the uh, they're going to stick with the same printer they said and uh they've already got the files and everything so once you know if they do get funded on this uh, right now it's sitting at about $4,450 out of a goal of $7,800 so it's got 20 days left uh finishes up the 1st of April and they are pushing forward to get this one out uh this one's has no stretch goals. It's simply uh, uh, to fund the uh, second print of this book. Now, if you want to take a look at it, you can see currently you could buy the PDF over on Drive Through RPG to tell you that will show you exactly what you get. There are seven uh, scenarios that make up the book here, and uh, from some authors you may have heard of, 
Seth Sorkowski's got one of these. Oscar Rios. Keith Herber's got one. Tom Lynch, Christopher Adair. I've, uh, these are have all been won some awards uh, as far as the quality of it. And uh, so looking back on this, um, is I jumped in on, or I jumped on on this one because I wanted to see it get done because I didn't get uh, wasn't really into Call of Cthulhu at the time it came out, and I really enjoy all of the Call of Cthulhu books I've got so far are sort of bookshelf like. They're nice looking, uh, nice looking books. Some of them are faux leather, um, and this is another uh, quality hardback that would be going up there. And it's nice to have some scenarios for Call of Cthulhu to pull out and have ready for your players. Um, assuming this one does get funded, they're looking to have a quick turnaround on this, and hopefully uh, August of this year is when they're looking to have them uh, shipped out. Uh, again, everything's already at the printer. The only thing they need to do is get this thing funded, then they go ahead and tell them to go ahead and start printing. So they're looking to get it, get it out by uh, August. Uh, there are many, there are levels here where you can just get the PDF, but if you wanted to do that and not go through the crowdfunding, you can just get it straight off of uh, DriveThruRPG. Uh, if you do just want the PDF, it's uh, $17 to get it, uh, $35 for the book only, and not any kind of a discount, but if you want to get the book and the uh, PDF, I'm I'm showing a $52 price for that. So um, you can also, if you want to, to get a higher quality, they have a limited edition book that's more expensive. You can pick up both uh, hardcovers for 130 if you really want to go all out. Um, shipping for this, they're going to be shipping it from two different places. They have a UK shipper and a United States shipper. So uh, about, uh, let's see, eight pounds uh, shipping to the U.S. and seven pounds over in the United Kingdom. Uh, there are a few countries it's going to be higher than that, uh, certain parts of the European Union, and they have a, a list on their shipping down here uh, that's going to be a little more expensive. So that's something to, to look out for. But again, this is a reprint, a reprint run. They're looking to print up 500 uh, books from a traditional printer. The overage, if they fund this and make more, is going to go to their past due Kickstarter projects. So everything has already been done, art, everything. So this is a simple reprint. So uh, there doesn't have to be an editing phase or anything along those lines. So I, I, I do like this one because I have a soft spot for Call of Cthulhu. I think it's pretty cool. Uh, the you know the old mythos and everything is pretty neat. Um, this one, like I said, had won some awards back then when it was released. So it's it's, it's high quality, good stuff. And if you want the book version, uh, I guess, unless you want to go to a second party like marketplace, you're not going to be able to find the uh, hardcover back. They've, they've run out of those. So that is my uh, pitch for the first one here. New tales of the Miskatonic Valley. So you'll have to forgive me because I'm kind of a newbie to crowdfunding stuff, but Indiegogo is a platform where you get the money, whether you fund it or not. Correct. Yeah, I believe the way that that does go. So it just goes to towards them. They do have a goal though, uh, and and anything above that, you know, is is they do they break down what their goal is, why they set it there, and and did go through and explain the cost for the actual printing and stuff. So they do break that down for you. But yeah, um, if you've pledged to this one, uh, your money is going to it. So do you know if you get the book regardless of whether they hit their goal or do they have to hit their printing goal before you can get the book? 
As far as that goes, I don't know uh, if there's any kind of guarantees or if you have a way to fall back and uh, try to get your you know money back if you if it's not delivered. I honestly couldn't tell you that. Okay. Uh, all I can say is that you know they've done this book once, so it's just uh, hopefully they do hit their their uh, funding goal here, so that they will go ahead and and get it. They they do need the funds to print it. Again, they, like I said, they're behind on two, three other Kickstarters. That's why they went to a different platform because the Kickstarter's got you know certain things in place that it, I guess if you're behind on a certain amount of them, then they don't want you starting any new projects, which you know makes sense here. Yeah, does that throw up any red flags to you? It, it does, if since there are, and and I did go over to their platform on Kickstarter and looked. Uh, they have been explaining or, or sent out messages to those people in that in the other Kickstarters that this is what's going on. We've started an Indiegogo for this other project, and any overflow we get off of that is going to try to help catch up those other Kickstarters. So it's. Um, they're not trying to be sneaky about it or anything. I mean, the you know, it's it's out there publicly what they're doing here, and they're trying to uh, use this, you know, to make make it right with those other Kickstarters and get those caught up. So yeah, that part is is kind of like yeah. So that's definitely something to look in on or to to take into consideration here. Uh, there's a short discussion on it, you know, on the Indiegogo page. The only update was where they mentioned that they were halfway there three days ago. And they still had at that point like twenty two days left in, in the project. Okay, yeah. So that's really all I've got for that one. And again, the diff going with a different platform because most of ours tend to be Kickstarters. You know, there are some some differences there. But uh, what uh, is your project you'd like to share? My first project is called Over Isles, and it is a groundbreaking tabletop RPG that teaches sign language, according to their Kickstarter page. Um, right now it's at 160,000 of their $17,601 goal. It's done by a company called Hatchling Games, a company that works with the deaf community to make their games more accessible. This is their second foray into Kickstarter with their first project called Inspirials also being successfully funded. And this project ends March 26th. So the basic premise of this game is that you play as teens called pen dragons with magical abilities. There are creatures called the Glow, which are friendly to the players that have begun to be corrupted, and it's your job to spread, to stop the spread of disbelief, which is what's corrupting them. And it's a 3D6 rules-like system. The sign language takes center stage through the magic system, where you cast different elemental spells using ASL or British Sign Language to convey what you're doing. There's also an element of beast taming as you ride on a giant bird and communicate through signing as well. So there's a whole series of sign language that you do because you're casting elemental spells so fire water electricity things like that so the book shows you how to do the sign language for it so you cast as you're playing and then also as i mentioned you have a giant bird that you're riding between big floating islands in this scenario (laughs) and you communicate with your bird using sign language as well one of the things that i think is really neat about this is If the project is funded, no matter what level you back at, as long as you're getting a physical copy of the book, they also recorded video of somebody teaching the sign language. So if you learn a new spell, say like, oh, I I learned how to cast fire now, you can not only see printed on a card how to do the ASL sign for fire, but you can also go to a video where they have professional sign language experts 
showing you physically how to make the sign. Okay, so it's 35 pounds or about 46 US dollars uh, for over aisles, which is a supplement. I didn't mention that. It's a supplement for Inspire Isles, their first foray into Kickstarter. All right. There were some early backer tiers that have already expired, as well as a 300 pound tier to design your own character with lore for the book. Shipping is laid out by backer kit and varies depending on your pledge level and where in the world you live. Although looking up the shipping, it looks like it averages 10 to $15. And there's an expected delivery date of February of 2023. Uh, I I did look over that one too briefly. And I thought that for, for learning, because they offer, like you mentioned, is it uh, English or British sign language along with the American sign language versions? Yeah, American and British Sign Language. Yeah, that's an, I mean, as far as education goes, that is a wonderful skill to learn uh, sign language, and gamifying it like that is pretty neat. Does does it work as far as, like you mentioned, the elemental stuff? Is it sort of like a rock, paper, scissors type thing, or do you know how the system works? I'm not sure. It doesn't really go into it so much to explain how that works. But ASL is something I've always wanted to learn, and this really caught my eye for that reason, because it's always easier to learn, I feel like, when you're having fun at the same time. Right, and especially they have the video uh, that takes you through the motions instead of just a static picture with a an action line or something like, you, you know, how you've seen probably in, in a standard book trying to teach you how to make a motion. Right, the cards themselves just have the standard motion drawing on them but then yeah you have the videos for them as well and this game i haven't seen a lot of games that come with this although like i mentioned i'm kind of a newbie to the crowdfunding stuff but it also comes with safety tools such as a consent questionnaire and an x card oh okay so you you fill out the questionnaire beforehand so that uh, nobody gets something sprung on them that's going to be affecting them negatively where they don't want to be you know, exposed to like spiders or something like that, maybe. Oh, is that what that questionnaire's for? I was expecting it to be more about like violence and things like that. But the questionnaire is just for any kind of stuff that you might find triggering or creepy. General, I mean, the ones I've seen, like from Monty Cook Games, put out a free one there a year was it a year or two ago that uh, was for anybody to download and use for your games. And yes, exactly, it does cover anything that would trigger you or you know bring back a trauma or even just simply something you don't want to deal with in your games. Um, and that is uh, an excellent point to have that brought up along with the X card. If something got through and wasn't addressed early on and then it comes up in play and you wish to put a, put a halt on things and uh, not go any further in that direction, that's a good way to signal it. Okay. There are also some add-ons for it. There's some gold foil bookmarks, a soft cover print of their first anthology, some custom 3D6 dice, or some custom D6s, and then some hard enamel pens as well. Uh, those pens are a popular add-on. I've seen a lot of Kickstarters just for the pens, uh, especially here in the last couple of years. Big collector's item, aren't they? Yeah, they look nice too, at least from the mock-up. They're like little elemental dogs. <laughs> Got to catch them all, right? Yeah, seriously. Uh, is there any <clears throat> anything else then you want to add about that project? No, I don't think so. Um, it's probably one of my favorites out of the three that I have. Not to give away too much, but this is the one that first caught my eye out of all of these. So yeah, it's got a, a lot of good uh, good components to the to, to the game uh, with education and all. Yeah.
Well, then I'll move to my second one, which is called Gilligoon's Island. And this one is found on Kickstarter. Uh, this is an adventure for the uh, OSE gaming system, the Old School Essentials, which uh, I think I, I did the Old School Essentials box set on, I believe, the last episode. Uh, and on this one is a level 5 to 7 adventure designed for use with Old School Essentials. You're shipwrecked on a desert island. Can you escape alive? This has got a short or a small goal of only a thousand dollars, of which they're up to nine hundred and seventy so far. Um, it's only got twelve days to go as of right now. Uh, this one it doesn't sound like a hefty goal, but the idea behind this is uh, the merciless merchants are the ones who are creating this, and this is their fourth Kickstarter, and they've backed nineteen of them. They had just finished a Kickstarter called Voyages on the Zontani Sea, and had, it covered a fairly large section of an ocean uh, as far as a game, a gaming supplement, again for the same system, OSE. This Gilligoon's Island was a stretch goal um, on that project that they didn't actually get to. It was funded, but it didn't overfund enough to reach this one. So uh, everything's actually been done for this, except for for I think they said 25% of the art still needs to be finished up. So they have edited the adventure, maps are done. They wanted to get some more art for it to finish it up, and that is what their $1,000 goal here is for. Uh, considering that it was a stretch goal for something else, they said they wanted to keep this one simple, so there are no other additional stretch goals on this. The uh, PDF version of it is going to run $8. Uh, it's $18 for the print-on-demand and PDF versions if you want to go that route. Expected to get the PDF done by May of this year, 2022, and hopefully to have the files and everything set up for print-on-demand by June of this year. Now this, again mentioned, was an unmet stretch goal for uh, Voyages on the Zontari Sea and is uh, complete except for just the art. Now, the, what they've shown here in their little uh, the blurb on the Kickstarter page here, they have a nicely laid out uh, map. There's an island on it, there's a pyramid, some cave layers with some custom monsters that, they're, uh, that they have placed about. Uh, they expect it to be coming in at about 38 pages. Now, it looks black and white to me. All the art and the maps are all black and white, but uh, the diagrams for... They have a diagram here for the uh, a big pyramid that you can explore if you wish. There's Extraordinary Beast that they have uh, made up custom for this adventure. The artwork that they do show, I really like it. It's got action in the scenes, uh, nicely detailed. That was my first thought as well, looking at the artwork, is it's a cool mixture of old school style because this is, you said this was an OSR game? Well, it's old school essentials based on the old basic uh, uh, basic and expert rules it's just re redone reorganized and put out in a, a better i'd say a better format for the old school essentials um game system but you know you can you can play it yeah you'd be able to play it with your uh, osr systems if if you wanted it almost looks like an old first edition layout when they give you the uh the monster stats you've got ascending or descending armor class some hit dice hit points and its attacks and things of that nature so um they give you one page here that you can look at that would be fully laid out. And it talks about the pyramid and it's got art here and it's got uh, the monster stats and it's got some description of 
an item, the items around the pyramid and the pyramid itself. So it does give you a good feel for what, it, what the adventure is going to look like. But yeah, I do like the style of the art. It kind of reminds me of a lot of the Conan comic books that I've read. Yeah. There are no stretch goals to this one. The risk and challenges section, they just mentioned that the adventure's written, edited, layout, all maps are complete, and they're saying 75% of the art is already done. So this is just to finish it off. They finished their earlier Kickstarters, uh, delivered it early. I like the look of this. I'm I'm interested in this one, and I, I think it's probably one I'm going to seriously look at. But yeah, I brought it to to attention because I'm... Um, I'm enjoying it, and at the time, well, it's still not funded yet, but uh, when I looked at it yesterday, it was only, I think, 700 and some dollars in, so it's got another couple hundred dollars just in the last uh, day, day and a half. So it's coming up on its uh, uh, funding goal, and um, I, I wanted to uh, bring this one to light just because I think it's it's neat, uh, and I, I enjoy a lot of the old school essentials types of adventures. They seem to have a consistent feel to them, if that's... You know, if you if if you know what I mean with that, it does feel different than like a fifth edition type adventure. Yeah, I had a question. I'm looking at the Kickstarter page now where it's showing the pyramid. Yeah, and it says one square equals ten feet. Is that something with old school essentials, or is that I, the older games like that tend to go by ten foot squares? And then uh, was it three five or three zero? They switched to the five foot uh, squares. You know, with five foot steps and things of that nature. So, um, yeah, I believe that is just the older style, like your OSR oh, okay. uh, is going to run with that. But again, that you know, that's all taken care of in your system. And if you look at the, the, the island map, it's got a uh, one square equals a mile. So it's, it's a large island. Uh, and then, you know, they have some places marked out on it, but you don't have a key to it. So I'm not really sure what number eight is, but it looks interesting. <laughs> um, you can go higher than just the print on demand. You can get higher higher pledges up here where you can get um uh, let's see for fifty dollars here you can develop one of their uh brine lords that runs some of the pirates uh which is uh brought over you know from the earlier uh, adventure uh where they detailed the the area the larger area around here this is just uh one of the islands that they've uh, focused in on for this adventure but um the early bird specials are gone, uh, but you can still jump in on it if you're interested. What kind of stuff were in the early bird specials? Just cheaper funding? Uh, it was $15 that, w- that would give you the link for the PDF and the PD- print-on-demand through drive through So uh, I think that's a $3 discount because uh, it's $18 at this point to get the, the POD and the uh, PDF through drive through um, so they're saying with, you know, with that, if you do a print on demand, it's probably going to cost you around $3 and then plus the shipping for that too. So you're paying to get the, uh, ability to buy it, you know, at cost from the print on demand. So that's over and the top of your pledge. Oh, okay. But, um, that one, you know, there's not a, a huge amount to this one. It's pretty straightforward, but I just like the, the presentation and, uh, the system it's made for, I like. So that's why I wanted to bring that one to the forefront today yeah you seem to be a fan of the old school D supplements well i'm old <laughs> uh let's go ahead and take your uh next one what would you like to show us this time my second one is a children's game specifically made for children although the uh 
pictures on the Kickstarter show adults playing it, so who knows. But it seems like it's more geared towards playing with children. It's called Alice in Wordland, Curiouser and Curiouser. A word party, this is from the Kickstarter, a word party game with a musical teapot for players ready to fall down the rabbit hole. (laughs) It has a $6,519 goal, and it's sitting at $10,000 currently, so it is funded. It's a small board game company called Draw Lab, who have created 16 Kickstarters and backed 251, so they seem relatively prolific as far as that goes. The Kickstarter ends March 24th. Alice in Wordland is a board game for three to eight players where you play as characters from the titular book. Each round you draw a topic of discussion and then a set of alphabet letters. So your goal is to say a word related to the topic you drew without saying any word that contains one of the alphabetical letters drawn. Does that make sense? That sounds like it would be a lot more difficult than password. Yeah, to try to say, and some of the... um examples that it gives on the kickstarter page themselves is like food stuff like that you know you draw a topic that'll say food and then you have to come up with some kind of food that doesn't have the letter b l or t in it if that's those are the letters you've drawn but that's a great sandwich though a blt yeah maybe that's why my mind went there i was just, i was just pulling letters out of the sky but <laughs> maybe i'm hungry There's also a teapot that it comes with that plays music, so that's how you time how long you have to come up with a word before your turn ends, is you press a teapot. So each player has to say one word, and you get a point for it. If you don't come up with a word in time, you're knocked out for that round, and you don't get a point. Now, the board game itself, it looks like it has a board to it, but I couldn't find a description on how the board actually works. It just more talks about the main mechanic of the game, which sounds really cool to me. Um, Pledge includes 10 pounds for just the expansion because Alice in Wordland, Curiouser and Curiouser, I forgot to mention this, is also an expansion to Alice in Wordland, the base game. Oh. So Pledge includes 10 pounds for just the expansion, up to 34 pounds for the deluxe version, including the base game, the expansion, and all stretch goals. So from the website, or from the Kickstarter, you can get the the base game for 20 pounds, or about 27 US dollars. Which, to me, for what it comes with, I don't know if you're looking at the Kickstarter, but the uh, teapot and the game pieces all look really well made. And that seems pretty small, pretty cheap for 20 bucks or for $27, you know? Yes, I'm looking at their homepage where they talk about the original uh, Alice and Wordland game, and it does look nice. And I see the little teapot. It's adorable. <laughs> it, it's cuter than just, uh, you know, tying it in with the tea party there as, as instead of just giving you a little uh, sand uh, hourglass to flip over back and forth, right? Right. And I don't know if you've read Alice in Wonderland, but whenever they go to the tea party, the Mad Hatter is constantly yelling for everybody to switch places. So as you play this game, you pick your character, and then after each round, you pass your character to the right to simulate everybody switching places. And each character gets their own ability as well. Oh, all right. So yeah, short and sweet on that one. Um, It looks fun as far as if you have kids go. I don't know how fun this would be for a group of adults to sit down and play it. Maybe it would be. I don't know. But for me, having a daughter, this seemed right up my alley. <laughs> yeah. How many <laughs> players is it for? Uh, does it say specifically? 
I think it was three to eight. Let me scroll down here and see if I can. Because it looked like it would handle two uh, two player. You know, if you just had somebody else, you could sit and play it as well as you know a table full, you know, of several people to go ahead and, and rotate through that. It's nice when you could have a board game for for two people that also accommodates you know four. I guess at a sort of a standard square table anyway, you could probably seat normally seat four people for a a, a game like that. It looks like it's three to eight players, so you wouldn't be able to play it just you and a kid. You'd have to have multiple people, which is kind of a bummer looking back at it now because this the mechanics may not work with just two players because you're going back and forth, mm-hmm. but this seems like something that would really benefit from having a two-player mode. Yeah, it seems like if there's a minimum of three players, there may be some sort of a, a deal-making where if it's just two people, you you know that would really throw that mechanic out. Yeah. But that's conjecture, as I know nothing about this game. <laughs> but it, I, I'm really taken by the teapot. I like that. Yeah, the teapot's the main selling point for me as well. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, and you said that's um, an add-on to the original Alice in Wordland, right? Yes. Well, then you can uh, always throw in your pledge and get both of them at once if that's a, a game that looks like it will be up your alley and you want to try out. Yeah, an estimated delivery is October of 2022, and the shipping is about 12 to $15. That's surprising when you have all those pieces. You figure they've got a manufacturer uh, that's getting them here pretty quickly. Yeah, I was surprised at how quickly. I mean, it must be close to printed already if they're looking at October as a release date for it, you yeah. know? Yes. That one sounds neat. Uh, I, I, now, that's sort of tying in with your first one, though. You've got uh, language, uh, language-based games, right? Oh, yeah, I do. We'll say that I did that entirely on purpose. <laughs> He's got a theme. Except my third game has nothing to do with that at all. Uh, well, we'll find out about your third game in just a moment. Uh, can I make my uh, third game? Uh, I'll bring it up, and then we'll follow it up with yours, and then we'll have everything. All the cards will be on the table, and we'll have to have our pick starter at the end. Yeah, absolutely, man. Go right ahead. All right. Well, the third one I wanted to mention is also it's on the Kickstarter platform. It's called They Came from the Cyclops' Cave, and it's a two-parter. It's also They Came from Classified. It's inside brackets. Uh, this is uh, something I haven't – I don't remember really seeing this before. It's from Onyx uh, Path Publishing, the ones that do, like, the uh, storyteller games, like with, uh, like, Mage and Vampire and those. Yeah. Uh, they also have the Story Path games, of which – Th- these fall under that where they have uh like it came from beneath the sea and uh some other ones on here and they go through and mention uh here it's it's like their series of books that focus on particular genres and this is a kickstarter that they are going through right now to fund two different ones uh they came from the cyclops cave is going to be their story path system and it's going to be specifically tailored to do the fantasy type of things like Jason and the Argonauts or some of your old Knight's Tales, they're going to have everything in there to uh, create uh, the monsters and recreate the heroes from ages past. And the, they came from classified uh, is going to be their espionage type game. Now this has a funding goal of $30,000. They are currently sitting uh, just over 29,000 and they still have 
uh, over three weeks to go on this. So uh, let's see, 25 days to go, April 7th, this one is going to finish up. Certainly looks like it's going to fund. Uh, it started off very strong. And going through the Kickstarter here, reading about it, it it's going to, if it funds, and I'm assuming it will do so as it only has to hit another seven or $800, it's going to fund the creation of both of these uh, games. Now, the funding levels differ uh, as far as if you want to pledge here, you can pledge for one or the other or uh, both of them if you wish. But if it meets its funding goal, they're going to go ahead and create both of these so they will be both available. Now, they do have a, a short video here at the front, or I mean at the top of their Kickstarter page that will show you some some pictures and some examples of the things that they're intending for you to be able to create, uh, the adventures you can run using the, the two different uh, rule sets here. These are both core rule books, one for Classified, one for the Cyclops Cave. So they include the, the entire system you need to play, uh, which was that story... Um, story path system so uh, it goes through and has a complete example of the system in each book and then it goes uh, ahead and breaks it down into the they came from role-playing line uh, like the other books in that line uh, each one is gives you specific uh, i guess classes here you're going to look at so like the fantasy one you can do jason and the argonauts or conan they mention or even uh, a xena uh, it sort of has a cinematic type of approach to it where it looks like the examples of play um, they give you several um, let's see six new archetypes for the fantasy one the champion the dreamer the inhuman the puppet the sage and the scoundrel so those uh, you're going to go ahead and make your characters based on those but they give you cinematic quips and plots and different types of effects and settings in here and it does mention that it's got enough crunchiness in the rules that if you want to play uh, a, a crunchy game, you can take it to that level, but it also is set up in the story path system to go ahead and use more of a cinematic approach, uh, have, have fun with it. Um, the, they came from classified is, uh, set up to handle things like Austin powers, international man of mystery, uh, the old Avengers, uh, the man from uncle or something more serious like, uh, well, I wouldn't say the James Bond films, but they're just less comical than, say, Austin Powers. But, you know, they're not really serious as a, as, as a, yeah. Um, but it says on that one, you know, grab yourself a cigar and some scotch because the briefing's about to begin. So, you know, you could have yourself a Charlie's Angels if you wish, but it's, uh, designed to handle, you know, the espionage type. Um, so that I thought was neat. I was, uh, I thought it was, odd i guess that they decided to match up these two books and pair them and sent them in here as one crowdfunding project uh it almost i don't know my impression was it's almost like well we're going to put these together because we're pretty sure there's going to be enough people that want one that it's going to go ahead and fund the other one it's almost like maybe somebody had a pet project that they wanted to sort of attach to the other one but yeah they're both uh, going to, it looks like they're both going to fund and they'll both be available but your pledge uh, levels here, um, let's see, they're just shy of the funding goal. It's $25 uh, for the PDF for one of the core rule books. If you want to get them both, it's $45, so there's a slight discount there. Uh, it's $55 if you want to order a hardcover and a PDF of one of them. 
105 if you want the hardcover and PDF of both of them. So if you you know if you want to grab two uh, the sets for both rules and hardcover, you know you're going to save a, a few dollars. They have higher pledge levels too. If you're interested in naming a, an NPC in one of the books, uh, it's $225, and if you want to play in an online game, it's 275. So the money is there, or the pledges are there, if you want to to shovel or or funnel some more money uh, towards this project. And going back through it, since I wasn't really familiar with it, I had played Vampire before, but I wasn't. You know, that's the storyteller system, and the story path system i went to their website and read up on it some and there are some differences in them in the two systems uh this one does seem to be to have added uh uh see was it feats to it um some differences between the two uh and i like the way they have set it up to where every genre has almost like savage worlds you have a base system and then your booklet that goes with fantasy or your booklet that goes with superheroes nails down a lot of specifics that really make it appropriate to that style of play. Um, so I, I was, I was like, liked, I'd like to, to see that. Uh, they do have some add-on options. Like if you want to get the hardcover of one and the PDF of another, you can mix and match. If you go down through their, um, their add-ons, you can also buy some of their older ones. They have the, they came from beneath the sea available. They came from camp murder, which it has all your old horror type movies and you can get a big bundle of uh, they came from beneath the sea, which is just loads of stuff for that setting. And again, those are all on the add-ons. But the artwork they have here is is really neat. Uh, I hate to keep using the word evocative. I've seen that one a lot, but man, they really tailor it to the genre, and it it's very evocative. I, I really like the way they did that. Um, yeah, this artwork is fantastic. Yeah, it caught my attention. I love the posters and things uh, that they've done. Uh, let's see. Um, one of the things they did mention is if you live, you know, shipping is a bear to deal with nowadays. If you uh, live outside the U.S. for your shipping address, you're going to be able to go ahead and get a uh, print-on-demand version, and it'll be at a discounted cost. So you can get that through Drive-Thru RPG uh, if you're, you know, overseas for outside the U.S. Um, there's an option there for obtaining your physical copy that way, so you don't have to sort of suffer a large shipping fee. They also intend to distribute these to your local game stores overseas. Uh, so you can, if you want to, don't mind waiting for a hardcover, you can get it that way. So there are several options down there that, uh, that you know, they want to get it out to you. And they, they certainly, they're going to be using the backer kit for their pledge manner where this is uh, finished up and, you know, you can do your add-ons there. Uh, Onyx Path has published more than 50 Kickstarters. You're probably familiar with them, especially through, you know, Vampire, Mage, Werewolf, that kind of thing. Uh, and, and this game story path system that they have out and they're working on it now is, is pretty nice. I do like the way that, the, like I said, they've tailored it to the genre. It's, uh, I'm interested in this one uh, for sure. Um, d definitely fantasy more than the espionage one, but I just don't know if I've ever played a good espionage game. Do you uh, have any thoughts on this one? No, um, not not besides the artwork, which I know we we already touched on. But I'm just scrolling through and seeing like, like you mentioned, especially the fantasy artwork, the Conan style fighting frogmen with a giant club. Yes, standing on a magic carpet by a big gin or a genie. It's just 
the artwork is really catching my eye on this one. Yeah, I thought they, they've really done well with that. Um, it, it does seem – now, they do uh, sort of front load this little project here with stuff from the fantasy uh, version. But, you know, the espionage, uh, most things seem uh, reminiscent of either, you know, your gumshoe detective or some sort of a James Bond type thing. Which, I mean, if you're going to follow espionage, you know, that's who better, right? Oh, yeah. There's definitely worse people you could follow than James Bond. <laughs> um, I... I this one has plenty of time to fund. I, I mean, I don't have any issues uh, as far as that goes. Uh, I'm showing that um, Richard Thomas is the listed as a creator of this, and he's got 48 uh, projects created, 153 backed. So, you know, the quality seems to sure seems to be there. Uh, it's a nice looking project, and um, whether you fund, whether you pledge for one or the other or both, uh, if you do go for both, they said that the, they are doing these in tandem they intend for them to be finished at the same time and if you're getting the hard covers they'll ship at the same time uh looks like the pdf they're hoping to get it now this this sounds like it's still fairly early in development because the pdf isn't scheduled to be coming out uh, finalized until november of next year so 2023 and they're saying the books, uh, I believe, is September of the following year. So almost uh, into, let's see, September 2024, I believe, was the uh, actual physical books is when they intended to get those out. So you're looking at two and a half years, pretty much. Yeah, for the full print run and everything, which uh, that's, I'm not accustomed to seeing it. That may be the most uh, smart way to do this. But I'm not used to seeing them that far ahead in the future. Yeah. So, you know, that's going to be a quite a ways away. But you can also get in uh, if you're interested, you know, keeping up on this through their uh, updates and everything. You'll see how the game is uh, progressing. So keep uh, updated on it. I mean, there's a lot to it. Uh, these, I didn't get a page count, but uh, these books and the ones previous like I said, have the entire system in there for the story path system, plus the information that lets you, you know, narrow the archetypes and, and everything down into playing a, uh, a focused uh, system for the genre you're looking to, to deliver. Yeah, this one has definitely caught my eye. You've sold it to me well, sir. Well, I mean, a lot of times today, it seems like we've mentioned the artwork or something like that visually has definitely picked picked our attention up. All right, so that one's almost funded. Let's see, what is your next one, sir? My third one is going to be short and sweet. It's called Spring and Autumn, The Story of China. It has a $45,000 goal, and it's sitting at 36 k right now. It was created by a company called Mr. B Games, which has created 27 and backed 84 so far. Their last major game was called Hellenica Story of Greece, which is the pre precursor to Spring and Autumn. And the Kickstarter for this one ends March 24th. So what this is, is a resource and troop management game based in ancient China. For one to five players, it takes about two hours for a game. In Spring and Autumn, you take on the role of one of the states in the area as you place troops, build, research, and supply your way to victory. The pledge levels include $75 for just the Spring and Autumn game, which I mentioned in the Alice in Wordland that 
$27 seemed pretty cheap for a board game. $75 is about more what I expect a board game to go for at this point, you know, $75 and up. So I don't feel like that's too crazy considering everything you get in the game. The $75 is touted as being 40% off of what the MSRP for it is going to be. The next tier up is $175, so an extra 100 for the base game plus 340 miniatures of soldiers and buildings. $179 for Spring and Autumn and Hellenica both, and that's without the minis. Or the final pledge level is $325, and that's for the game, the minis, Hellenica, and the Hellenica minis as well. The shipping to the U.S. is about $20, and to the U.K. and E.U. is about $25 to $29. Now, I haven't really gone into what this game is, because looking at it, it looks like... I don't want to say generic, because the game doesn't look generic. It's taking place in ancient China, which I love the Chinese mythology, so it looks really neat as far as that goes. Are you looking at the Kickstarter right now, Larry? Yes, I have it up on Kickstarter. Okay, so look at the inside the core box. This is what really drew my eye to this. There's so much stuff that comes with this. Dice, tokens, miniatures, cards. It just looks insane to me. And that's what really drew my eye is when I first started looking at this, it almost read like a parody of a board game because I'm not a big tabletop board game player. I'm more of a role-playing game kind of guy. Uh-huh. And it just with everything that this game came with was almost comical. But the more I read it, the more I really liked the system. It seems like kind of a, I don't want to say Settlers of Catan, but have you played a lot of board games as far, like a lot of board games of this type? No, I have not. I think this reminds me of Axis and Allies, which is probably the biggest uh, toy box type board game I've ever had. But, oh my gosh. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Because you, you control, like, uh, you start as a, a state, right? One of the Chinese states. And you sort of run that and try to... I mean, there are tokens for so many different things here. Buildings and barbarians and things. Yeah. Over 200 military units, 48 dishonor tokens, 30 knowledge tokens, 30 honor tokens. And it just, it goes on and on. Yeah, this would be overwhelming to me at first, honestly. I wonder how, how big the uh, rule book is for this or how complicated it gets. It looks like it would be kind of complicated, but again, without actually looking at the rule book, I don't want to go out on a limb and say that, yes, it will be complicated, but it probably will be complicated, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so like I said, short and sweet, I don't know a whole lot about the game. I just know that if you want a game that gives you a million things, this might be the game for you. Yeah, there certainly are tons and tons of philosophy cards and all sorts of, wow, yeah, all sorts of cards. Um, now, did it say uh, it has a robust solo system, so you can play this, uh, just sit down and play this by yourself, it looks like, too, huh? Oh, yeah, they said that they put it in there that they believe games should come with a solo system day one. So this isn't like a stretch goal. It's baked into the game that you can play solo. Well, I mean, it touts itself as the smoothest four-player uh, four you'll ever play. So um, uh, they sure uh, – is there a, an example of play or something we could take a look at? Oh, my God, the box of minis is crazy. 
Yeah. <laughs> if you're a war gamer, you probably would want to take a look at this and just see if it would be terrain and minis would be worth it just buying the game. Holy smokes. There is a preview on their Kickstarter of the board game. Um, I didn't watch it, so that's probably why I'm not super familiar with how this game would run exactly. But there's a lot of actually there's a couple previews and reviews of the system, which I'm assuming are good because I I figured if you're running a Kickstarter and you had a bad review, you probably wouldn't put it on your Kickstarter. Yeah, I see what you're saying there. Well, that was a, a another thing I was going to ask. Did you look into the history? Uh, did you hear anything else about this game? Because it uh, I saw it uh, when I searched for it. It came up that it had previously been run uh, on in i think it was october of last year on uh, game found and they canceled the kickstarter and relaunched it on or they canceled that and relaunched it here but it looks like it was well on its way to funding i, I did i didn't get to see what the uh what was going on with that no i didn't see anything about that um the delivery date is february 2023 which makes me think that they've they probably have all the printing to do and everything, but it looks like the sculpts for the figures are already done. The figures are wow. Yeah, I see what you mean. They do tout the uh, the uh, AI system is uh, not an afterthought. So you know, like you mentioned, they want a solo mode should be here from the beginning. So that might be the best way to teach yourself is to play solo and you know conquer yourself, your inner demons, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a pricey buy-in to teach yourself, but if you like these kind of games, this looks like a cool one. And Chinese mythology is always great. You can't go wrong with that. Yeah, and like you mentioned there, you do get a significant discount off the MSRP uh, by pledging here. Yeah, compared to what it would be. Yes. Plus add-ons. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, there's stretch goals and add-ons and... This looks like a pretty professionally run Kickstarter. It hits all of the, it checks all the boxes of what you would expect from a big budget Kickstarter, I feel like. Yeah. Um, yeah, that shirt certainly does have the, uh, the finish of it. It looks really nice. It does have a great presentation there. Whew, so much, uh, so much wonderful stuff with it. Yeah. Uh, well, do you have anything else about this one you want to add? No, not really. Like I said, short and sweet. Wow. Yeah, that one has kind of taken me aback a little bit there. <clears throat> That's impressive. <laughs> so what was the shipping on this thing? Uh, shipping to the U.S. is about $20. The U.K. and E.U. is 25 to 30 Okay, gotcha. So, I mean, considering, uh, well, I don't know, maybe that stuff's not all that heavy, but it certainly is a lot you'll be getting in your box if you do uh, back this. Yeah, well, it says the U shipping to the U.S. is about $20. I'm guessing that that goes up pretty quickly once you get into, like, <laughs> both of the games plus the minis for both games. Yeah, understandable. Yeah, they'll have to have two UPS trucks pull up in front of your house for that. <laughs> in a trailer, maybe. Yeah, have the guy and his trainee just carrying the stuff out to your house for One you. One more trip. <laughs> well, those... um. Three presentations from each of us. Wow. What are we going to do today? Uh, do you want to go ahead and move into our Kickstarter? And assuming money is no object, but again, if you pick one of these to back, no matter what pledge level, you have been denied access to all the others. So uh, do you have one that you would throw in on here? I was torn 
because originally my thought was I was going to go spring and autumn story of China just because this is something I would never buy for myself because of the price. And I would go, of course, for the uh, largest or for the biggest pledge. So to get all the games and the miniatures and everything. But honestly, I've decided that I would go over aisles, the ASL teaching role playing game. Now, would you take it as American Sign Language, or would you go ahead and get the British version, or can you get both? I, From what I read, it looks like it comes with both. Excellent. Well, that makes a lot of sense, because that one was your first one, so maybe it just was a little bit dear to your heart. I don't know. I think so. Of the six that we brought forward today, um, although I do like mine, I have to admit, this last one has... Uh, has really blown me away. The spring and autumn story of China Kickstarter. Um, it, it, you know, if you would go ahead and clear some room, maybe an entire table, then I will go ahead and back this with my Kickstarter money, but I, I'd like someone to play it with. So I'd need for you to throw in with this, with, uh, as a player, at least with me, but I would, th- I would put my money on that. I would get the USA now and later mega bundle just because the only other thing I ever buy that's mega is usually rolls of toilet paper, and this is way more exciting. <laughs> All right, so you use your Kickstarter money to back this at the mega bundle level, right? And I will, I will use my Kickstarter money to get over aisles, and then all of the money I'm saving, I will buy a table with. <laughs> it's got to be uh, strong and ha- ha- yeah, ha- have a lot of support to it because. This thing, yeah. Fought. Maybe even some fold-up wings on it because it could get wide. <laughs> yes, that sounds like a great idea. Um. So as far as that goes, we have went through our crowdfunding projects from today. Um. Let's see. Where or can we find you at, Brandon? And do you have any other projects going on that you want to plug? I have a lot of projects going on right now, but I'm trying to just talk about the ones that are coming up the quickest. So as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, I have a actual play called We're Probably Not Monsters, where we're playing Monster of the Week. There's three of us, and we're basing it out of our hometowns in West Virginia. So you've got Parkersburg, West Virginia, Marietta, Ohio, all of the stuff in what's considered the mid-Ohio Valley where I live. Um, So a lot of local flavor, but I feel like we're also inclusive enough that even if you're not familiar with the places we're naming, you're still going to enjoy it. I also have my sometimes bi-weekly, sometimes monthly podcast called Dueling Ogres. You can find it at DuelingOgres.com or on any podcatcher app. We're also streaming 5e D&D every Sunday at 6.30 on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Dueling Ogres. Uh, did you give your Twitter profile or is that the easiest or Facebook? Where do you like to be reached at? Uh, that would probably be the easiest. You can find on Twitter at Dueling Ogres also. My personal Twitter, I don't really use for anything, so I don't really share it because it doesn't matter. Well, I, yeah, I can share it. It's Cranial, C-R-A-N-I-A-L underscore kit. Well, it's not a secret anymore. <laughs> I wasn't trying to keep it a secret. I just... I'm afraid people are going to be disappointed when they go to follow me and realize like, oh, he just likes political posts and shares bad jokes. <laughs> well, um, Michael was not with us this week. He's away at the faculty retreat. You can find him at the RPG Academy on Twitter. My name is Larry and I uh, on Twitter am Mumfrey 999. 
And let's see, uh, there was something we tend to say around here, Brandon. I think it's, uh, if you're having fun... You're doing it right. Ah, amen, brother. All right. Well, then, thank you for joining me this week for another uh, episode of Econ Fundamentals. And I don't know what else to say. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me on. All right. Uh, Cue the music. Da -dun, da -dun, da. Thanks for listening to the RPG Academy podcast. We do this show out of love for the hobby and the desire to be ambassadors, welcoming more people into this community. All of our website content will always be free to use and utilize, but there are expenses related to the show. And if you enjoy what we do here, then please consider supporting us in some way. You can do so as simply as rating or reviewing us on iTunes or your podcatcher of choice. If you're going to purchase anything through Amazon or DriveThruRPG, consider using our affiliate links first, and then we'll get a small percentage sent back to us. You can do a single direct donation through PayPal using the paypal.me slash the RPG Academy, or consider joining our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash the RPG Academy. And for a donation as low as $1 a month, you'll get access to lots of extra goodies, including bonus minisodes, invites to monthly one-shot games, one-sheet adventures, and more. Please consider following us on Twitter and Facebook, or join our Discord, where we like to try to keep the conversation going with our fans as best we can, and are always looking to talk and chat more. Or do none of that. Just continue to listen and enjoy our show. Because honestly, that's enough. Thanks. And remember, if you're having fun, you're doing it right. We'll see you next time. The music used for our intro and outro is Fly a Kite by Spectacular Sound Productions, used under the Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike License.